We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Striking Gold your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by the Blue Wire Hustle. My name's Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. Joining me tonight is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, Eric freaking Crocker. What's up, man? Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just looking at this tweet about how Damn near all the playoff quarterbacks were first round picks except for Brady and uh and Lamar Jackson. Well, and Drew Brees technically, because he was a 32nd pick, but back then there weren't any Houston Texans. So technically there were only 31 teams and he was a second round pick, but whatever. He's still a top 32 pick. So um yeah, man. I think that's very interesting when you look at you know, 49ers situation and uh just kind of how the the landscape of the NFL and how, you know, of course, like the more talented, skilled quarterbacks are in the playoffs. Not to say you can't ever have exceptions. Obviously, 49ers were just in the playoffs last year with with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But just for a majority of these teams, just kind of look at those numbers. I think that's very telling. Well, one of the things that confused me, and don't get me wrong, I do believe that you can pay too much to trade up or pay too much for a quarterback. I do believe that exists, obviously. But one thing that confused me is 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 in a lot of these draft trades that project the 49ers going from 12 to 3 to get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, whoever is available, and they usually cost, you know, obviously the pick that you're trading, then they cost another first round. They usually cost maybe one or two second rounders to make a jump like that where teams know you're going up for a quarterback. And and I understand that that's, that's not cheap, but I'm always, when people react like that, I'm like, do you, do you think, do you want it? Do you think it would be cheap? Like, did you think it would not cost something to get, to have your best shot at a quality quarterback? 
Like, because you really don't get those for free unless you suck. You know, like, obviously the 49ers had the number two pick very recently because they lost Jimmy Garoppolo to a torn ACL and they had a throwaway season. They landed Nick Bosa. You know, if things, would they still, I mean, I would like to think the 49ers would still draft Nick Bosa just because he was that damn good. But to me, unless you're a team that you have a whole lot more problems, like, you know, like Jacksonville Jaguars, they got a lot of problems. That's why they're picking first overall. And that's why they're going to be able to get a really good quarterback. And the 49ers don't have those kinds of problems. They're a great football team. They're very good. Might not have been the way this season, you know, the season obviously didn't go how they wanted it to, but they could go up and get what they believe is a very good quarterback if if a team agrees to a trade. And it's going to cost them. It's just, it's not going to be cheap. But I just wonder if people, do they underestimate how important a quarterback is? Are they scared of trading a lot for the pick and missing on the player? You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just it just comes down to like you got to pay to play. Like, yeah. If you if you really want a quarterback, then you can't be concerned about the cost within reason. So this is how I look at it, and obviously, you know, the talking about the quarterback position is going to be a hot topic for most of the offseason until the draft comes. Um, even with the recent comments by uh, Lynch and Shanahan, and I'm pretty sure we'll go over that. But at the end of the day, like. 49ers have to figure out a way to solidify the quarterback position, whether it's Garoppolo or other. I I strongly feel, and maybe I'm giving this guy a little bit too much credit, but I feel like if there is a guy, we, we know that there's bust factors with quarterbacks, but I do feel like if there is a guy that Kyle Shanahan really likes, I trust Kyle Shanahan. And when I say really like, I mean with top talent, we're not talking about C.J. Beathard. I don't think that was a guy that Kyle Shanahan really liked. I think that's a guy that Kyle Shanahan said, hmm, he's intriguing. Maybe he reminds me a little bit of Kirk Cousins. I'll take a flyer on it. 49ers are in the position. But that was, like, yeah, you can take a flyer on Kirk Cousins when you have when you have freaking uh RG3, you know, drafted number two overall. Right? Same thing, like, okay, hmm, CJ Beathard. I could take a flyer on him. Now, you can do that when you in your head, I'm I'm getting Kirk Cousins. So I can take a flyer on this guy because even if it doesn't work out, I know I'm getting the guy that I want, even though he didn't get him. Well, right now, we're talking about guys with elite talent. That the, the, the guys at the top of the draft, like they are the most talented guys. Whether it works out or not, they are the most talented. I trust Kyle Shanahan with a very talented quarterback to make sure that it doesn't go south. You know, if if they identify a guy and and he's a Kyle Shanahan guy, and that's that's the part he needs. I I, I kind of um, there are a few traits that I talked about with Justin Fields, where you know I was talking about like what are you guys looking for, you know, arm strength, blah blah blah. But the one thing is toughness, and th- to me, I think that's something that Kyle Shanahan, like that's probably his one of his biggest traits. Like you have to be tough to play for Kyle. You have to be tough, and I saw toughness from. Uh, fields playing out there with broken ribs and like I'm not coming out and one of these teams will win standing in there making throws runs all that I've seen toughness with Zach Wilson getting mugged in the middle of the field after an interception driven to the ground by two dudes coming back fighting throughout the rest of that game I think you know for Kyle you have to have a certain level of toughness but I do know one thing like these guys have the talent 
to be able to play for Kyle. So to me, if the 49ers give up a ton for it, which I don't think they'll do, but if they did, I, I trust that that's the right decision. And I see people say, oh, no, 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 like we need O-line, we need – fuck that, dude. You got to solidify your quarterback position. And Jimmy Garoppolo has missed the majority of two seasons over the last three years. Like I can't trust him, and you can't win in this league without a quarterback. So you have to figure it out. You, you got to figure it out unless you're just like, well, we'll just get a high-priced backup. And even then, those are retreads. Like I'd rather draft a guy. Okay, I trade the hell of picks, whatever. But I have an extremely talented guy, and now he's behind Garoppolo. Great. You know, you don't got to rush to play right now. But if he gets knocked out, then it's somebody that's very capable of coming in and elevating the rest of the team and playing extremely well. And somebody that doesn't have all these, these uh, flaws. Look at, and I know I'm kind of going on right now, but look at the Eagles no, no, no. situation. Go, go, go. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Look at the Eagles situation, right, with Jalen Hurts. He, 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 uh, he sparked the team. Got to win. But we've also seen the inconsistencies, the things that he was not good with. In, like, he wasn't a thrower in college. I thought he was a running back. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, damn, this dude might need to play running back. He was drafted middle of the second round, which if, you, if you're drafted middle of the second round, that means people don't love you. They might like the talent, but, you know, uh, maybe we'll see. But they don't love you. They don't love you if, you if they draft you middle of the second round. And you're a quarterback. Because quarterbacks get drafted – higher than they should in general. So if somebody drafts you middle of the second, they're just saying, like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see, right? But we saw his flaws the other night. People were thinking, like, oh, they're tanking because they took him out. Dude was, like, seven for 25 passing <laughs> with, like, an interception. And, like, you know, he, he ran well, but you saw all his flaws. These top guys that we're talking about, they don't have those type of flaws that Jalen Hurts has. So I feel like, you know, any of these young guys, if they were to trade up for it, you, you need that. You're not winning without a quarterback. You look at Kyle Shanahan's record. I believe he has a losing record with the 49ers. Why does he have a losing record with the 49ers? Because of the fucking quarterback position. So I don't want to hear like, oh, well, just get a right guard. No, I can't. I can't trust that. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can't leave it in Garoppolo's hands. I can't trust that it's just a right guard away. Because if Garoppolo's ass goes down again, we're talking about, what, four losing seasons in five years? Come on. Right. Like you can't it, justify that. Well, and, and to, to, to play devil's advocate here, what a lot of people are talking about, what a lot of people would say is, well, what's the point of getting this great quarterback if he's just going to get destroyed behind an offensive line? And I wouldn't, and I would say ignore that for a little bit. Like, yes, that may be the case a little bit, but the prospect of landing a successful quarterback prospect should always take priority over everything else. Right. We have seen quarterbacks. We've seen Tom Brady. We've seen Drew Brees. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. We've seen all of the top quarterbacks go through the ebbs and flow of good and bad offensive line play. All of them have gone through it. And they've had their own ups and downs, but overall, those quarterbacks have found a way to be great. Even guys like Drew Brees, who have poor there's poor mobility. He's not a guy that's going to take off on you, but he's a great quarterback, and he found a way to make it work. So we're not saying that you ignore the offensive line. Shit, the, the 49ers could sign a decent offensive line free agent. They're not going to have a whole lot of money to play with, but they'll have some. They could target an offensive lineman a little later in the draft. 
or, you know, wherever you're going with this, that still does not give you an excuse to ignore the quarterback position if you feel like that is the way to go. Now, to kind of segue this into, you know, our next topic, obviously the most recent thing to happen in 49ers land is, yeah, one, the season ended. We know that. 49ers finished 6-10. and 10. We all know that by now. Um, but the 49ers had their end-of-season press conferences where basically everybody talks to the media. And it culminated. Uh, I, I say culminated. I think he was the last person to talk. He might not have been. Um, but John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan both took the podium together and talked, and as did Jimmy Garoppolo. So obviously you can kind of take a guess at what some of the questions that were being asked of, of those three individuals. And one of the things that came up was durability, you know, and, and, and whether or not, because the one thing that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both said, which they are correct, that 49ers are much, much better when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field. We know that doesn't mean that Jimmy Garoppolo is the ultimate answer. It just means that we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is where the 49ers are much, much better off when he's on the field. But that also within it is the caveat when he's on the field. And Jimmy Garoppolo's missed a decent amount of time. He had five, you know, he tore his ACL, missed a whole season, and then basically missed the entire season this year with a severe high ankle sprain. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, when he talked to the media, he was very forward about the idea that he needed to work on, spend the offseason working on his durability because he was doing no one any favors by being off the field. Now, will that solve all the issues? Uh, probably not. You know, it's not all, all of a sudden going to make him. Uh, you know, invincible, but he knows it. The 49ers know it that yes, the 49ers are more successful with Jimmy Garoppolo on the field, but he has to stay on the field. And if that becomes, and, and I believe it already has, if that becomes a problem, then that's when you start looking at other options. And if the 49ers don't have the ultimate confidence that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay on the field, which there's no reason for them to have that confidence, then they need to start looking at the other options. And, what and here's one thing I will say, and me and Crocker will we'll, we'll we'll pound through this right now. Is there are so many different options that can lead to success for the 49ers that all revolve around Garoppolo. The thing that I just struggle to understand, and you'll have to help me with this, Croc. The thing that I struggle to understand is when I watch people talk about this situation, media fans, somewhere in between. They, everybody seems so fast to pick one specific scenario and say, this is what has to be done. Right. And, if, and if it's anything outside of that, it's almost like it's an attack on that person's character. Like, no, 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 no. I said the 49ers have to move on from Garoppolo. That's what they have to do. Don't talk to me. Like, it's just, it's a weird thing. Now, there are so many different options that the 49ers can do. Obviously, we just talked about you know, trading up for a quarterback, you know, yes, you're, it's going to cost you a lot, but you're going to have a genuine top, whatever you want to call it, a genuine elite quarterback prospect. And you don't get a chance at those very often, especially let's say this, let's say the 49ers do play Jimmy Garoppolo next season. They, they stick with him. They don't, things don't really work out to where they feel like they can ever get their guy. They stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo plays, plays pretty well, gets the 49ers into the playoffs. But you can still, you know, the, 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 the picture becomes clear that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer, but he's serviceable. Now the 49ers are picking what, 25th? Okay, good luck getting your quarterback. Hope you get lucky. 
You know, not the 49ers have a very interesting opportunity right now that they have a, high, a decently high draft pick. A good quarterback might fall into their laps. They, they're within reach of one at the top of the board. And one of the scenarios is drafting one of those guys and still staying with Garoppolo and giving that guy some time. To me, I was talking with KP of Niners Nation earlier. We were texting back and forth. And you tell me if, if you agree with this, Croc. He said, are you okay with the 49ers drafting somebody in the first round and getting nothing from him in year one? And I said, typically, no. But the one position I'm perfectly okay with that is quarterback. I agree. Because I just feel like there's such – and now, now every position is fucking hard in the NFL. But the quarterback has such a mental aspect of it, and there's so much to learn and so much to experience and so much to take in from others' experience – that there's nothing wrong with a quarterback sitting for a year or two. We've seen it happen time and time again. Even if you took him in the first round, even if you took him in the top five, like that doesn't mean you have any less faith in that quarterback. What do you think, Kruk? No, I, I agree. I mean, especially when you have Garoppolo on your roster. Now, if you don't have Garoppolo and you draft, you know, you trade everything and you go get Justin Fields, right? All right, I have Justin Fields. Now, now yeah, you, you got you to gotta play. Right. <laughs> yeah, but when you have Garoppolo, yeah, man, I'm fine. Yeah, sit, relax, take it all in, soak it all in, just kind of get ahead. But I will say, at the end of the day, you do have to play at some at some point. That learning curve and all that, like you have to play. I just think Garoppolo buys you time to where it's like, look, we're not going to just go all in with this rookie. We're still trying to compete for a Super Bowl with someone we know can play well enough to get us there, you know? So, you know, from that standpoint, like, we're not talking about somebody that sucks, you know, from that standpoint, like, yeah, rookie quarterback, you know, it, it just depends on the situations. I think even with, you know, we saw the Chargers, they tried everything they could to keep Herbert as a backup. And probably because they were like, look, we've seen him in practice. He's made some good throws, made some wild throws, but maybe he was very inconsistent. So they weren't trying to play him, but, Tyrod Taylor, the thank thank you doctor, punctured a lung or whatever, <laughs> give him a shot, and you had to play him. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh damn, we got a franchise quarterback here. Um, and even then, they didn't want to commit to him right away, and he actually played well right away. The one thing I will say is that was a team that I want to say had top five, a top ten offense, top ten defense, and they didn't win a lot of games. For whatever reason, I think they went seven and nine, which is not actually it's not actually that that bad, especially you know in the AFC West um, when you're with the uh, Chargers and the Raiders aren't terrible, but you know whatever. Um, I mean Chargers, I said I meant Chiefs, but yeah, man, like there I, there are scenarios where you probably don't want your rookie quarterback to you know to have to sit. I think the 49ers have a situation where. If you have Garoppolo, you're more than capable of having a quarterback sit. And obviously, I don't look at it as a waste. I just look at it as an investment. Like, don't look at it, oh, we just wasted our first pick. He didn't even play this year. Like, just look at it as an investment. Because at some point, that dude's going to play. Whether it was later that year, we, we saw with Kansas City Chiefs. Week 17, they put Mahomes in. He started. All right, they went back to Alex Smith in the playoffs. Didn't go as they probably – actually, I'm going to say – it didn't go as well. I was going to say that it didn't go as well as they thought it would. It probably went exactly how they thought it would because of who the quarterback yeah. was. <laughs> and they got rid of him. 
And I think you can see a scenario like that with the 49ers. So like you said, with the quarterback position, if my first round pick has to sit, fine. But I do listen to a lot of John Middlecoff and he says he went to Cal Poly and their whole slogan is learn by doing. And I think that's the same for quarterbacks. Like you have to play to understand and process the speed of the game and, you know, take your lumps. And we see quarterbacks, you know, we see Herbert hit the ground running. We see Burrow hit the ground running. Obviously terrible offensive line, but you see him playing well. Um, but then you see Tua and it looks a little shaky. But I tell you what, it's better to see shake, shaky Tua right now than it is to see shaky Tua next year because he sat out this entire year. So, you know, there's more than one way to look at it. Well, and I really like that video you posted with, uh, what's his name? The the guy who's always getting GM consideration. Louis <laughs> Riddick? Somebody yeah, yeah. I, I know. He's always getting looked at and never signed. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just media guys doing him a favor and he's not really getting looked at that hard. But well, he has, uh, but you know what? He has an extensive background. Like, well, he you could was, just tell by the way he talks that, you know, he's not a normal TV analyst. Oh, he was like, and everywhere he went, he was with the Redskins for a while as a scout. I mean, he played in the NFL for years. And then he did front office stuff for like 15 years. And that included being like a scout, like a head scout, um, exec. Like, he's not, it's not just like a regular person. Like, in every, he was at one, one spot for a while, moved up, moved up, moved up. And then that staff got fired. He was let go. Then he went to another team, moved up, moved up, moved up. And then that staff got fired um, with like Chip Kelly. And then, you know, he's been on TV since. It's not somebody that's not like, like he should, like he, that he's considered, like he's taking in, you know, a lot of consideration for GM spots and rightfully so. Like he's not just like, just uh, somebody like Mayock, right? Like I think that was a little random. I don't want to say random, but because he's been doing this draft stuff for a lot of years. But I think Mayock getting a GM job is actually even more random than Lewis Riddick getting a GM job. But sorry, that was off. But go ahead. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you completely. And and what he said was on point. Like, there are so many people in and around the Miami scene and even beyond that are, that are have basically already said, oh, well, Tua kind of struggled. You know, we're, we got the number three pick. Let's draft a quarterback. And and he's basically like, what the when the hell did we get into this? Like where we are giving rookie, highly drafted rookie quarterbacks one season to prove themselves, and you're already cashing in on another quarterback. Like, it, it, and I, it made a lot of sense. It just it seemed like really bad business practice. But yeah, well, that's it, been the thing because I've I've gotten a lot of that in my comments. Like, well, what if what if the Dolphins pick three? And I'm like, Dolphins pick three? Like a quarterback? Like for what? They just drafted two a top five. Well. I've looked at Tua, and it's like, dude, like, he's a rookie. There are so many good quarterbacks throughout (laughs) NFL history that did not play good in the beginning of their career. Yeah. And his – I mean, there were some good. There were some bad. And I would say, like, yeah, like, I test, it doesn't look right. I will say that. But I can't just, like, ah, fuck it. Like, no Tua. Like, let's draft somebody else that – he might end up being the same thing as Tua. Like, these draft, like, we talk about the talent of these guys, but it's not 100%. And I'm not, like, naive to that. I know even 49ers take somebody, it's not 100% that this dude's just a hit. You know what I'm saying? But you just give yourself that opportunity. Now, when you draft Tua, that's your opportunity. And you kind of let it sit and play it out and see how it goes and, you know, add some pieces around them. And in a couple years, you'll know. 
everybody looks at the their Josh Rosen and uh, Kyler Murray situation. That was completely different. The 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 Arizona Cardinals got rid of the staff that drafted Rosen. They had the number one overall pick. So it's not like they were like going to trade up for somebody or anything like that, but they had the number one overall pick. And you had Kyler Murray sitting there. And the well, coach. Cliff Kingsbury, their new coach, yeah. was super into him before he even knew he was going to be a head coach. Right. Was into him before he knew it. And probably was like, yeah, like this dude would take my offense to the next level. Uh, Josh Rosen is not the guy to take my offense to the next level. We have number one pick. This is a very rare opportunity. Like, yeah, okay. That, that's this different situation. This right now, like the, the staff that's with the Dolphins, they drafted Tua. Like they drafted him. They just drafted him. You think they want to give up on him after a few starts? Like, yeah, it's not always pretty. But you got to give this dude some time. Just like with the 49ers. Whoever you draft, he might not hit the ground running. He might. He might not. You got to give these things some time a little bit. Like, just, you know. But, yeah. Lewis <laughs> really yeah. was right. Lewis really was right, man. Like, they, they're so quick to jump off these guys and just label them. Everything, I mean, just this, this generation in general, like, people just expect. And it's crazy because I say this generation, but the people that are talking about this, they weren't born yesterday. Like, these are people that are like, my age, your age, like they should know better, but they see these guys and Herbert and stuff, and then the, the whole full on fanatic in them is just like, ah, oh, nah, I don't want that. Like, oh, nah, I don't even want to watch two anymore. I'm like, oh man, give us do some time, man. Right, right, yeah, that's important too. Is it's just, especially if you're talking about something like Kyle Shanahan's offense that is notoriously complicated. Make sure that you're giving your guy some time to just get things under his belt, like. It's every you're right though it's it's just it's an age where people want instant gratification they want instant satisfaction they want things to be great they want what they were looking for right when they get it and the idea of kind of just being patient and watch somebody develop is kind of just a lost start and like Crocker said it's we're not always guaranteeing you're not always guaranteed that it's going to work out and then it's going to develop same thing we're seeing with Garoppolo like he was very very good right out the gate and people were like, damn, like this is only his first few games in this offense. Let's see what he can do two seasons from now. And, you know, one season was lost to injury. And then the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. And it wasn't all because of Garoppolo's contributions. He definitely won the 49ers games a time. And he struggled sometimes. But it's just, you've even seen it with Garoppolo. And, and who knows, maybe if the 49ers do roll with Garoppolo next season, maybe he takes some step forward that none of us are predicting. All right, so let's 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 put a quick pause on the uh, on the quarterback talk real quick. I need to talk to you guys about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here on Blue Wire, right here with Strike and Goal. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top producers, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you can get in on all of this for $15 a month, which is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. 
So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is going to open the door for you and it's going to level up your sport experience. Like I said, cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top producers, like Crocker and I, of course, access to our community Discord, an e-learning course that's going to help get you on track, acceptance into the programs limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bluewirehustle.com slash join. That's not blue wire all one word like it usually is, though. It's bwhustle.com slash join. Check out in the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, Crocker. So, like I was saying earlier, it seems like there's a lot of people that that anybody that's talking quarterbacks kind of like finds their one thing that they think the 49ers should do, and they kind of just latch onto that. And a lot of times, they latch onto it, latch onto it like quite passionately. You know, like that's 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 their thing, and they're going to defend it at all costs. That they planted their flag, and that's the hill they're going to die on. So, let's just run through the options. Yeah, well, let's do it this way. What do you think? We'll we'll do two things here. We'll do two things. I'm thinking as I'm talking. Let's talk about what you think the 49ers will do, not what you want them to do. What do you think the 49ers will do? Uh, I think they will draft. I, I think they'll keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think they'll see who's falling at quarterback position. They're probably, and this is just my guess, they, they have their quarterbacks ranked how they like them. And I think they're looking at it as, you know, do we like Trey Lance enough to possibly have to move up a few spots for him? I, I would guess... I, I don't think I I don't think they'll move up to like second overall or third overall pick or anything like that. I think with them being at twelve, they're gonna take the Kansas City Chiefs approach. And let's see, hey, let's see if this guy starts sliding towards 10. And if so, then we'll make the move up. That that's and, and I think that's what they'll do when it comes to the Garoppolo situation. Have Garoppolo and see if somebody's sliding. If four quarterbacks are taking Taken in the top five, the 49ers are going to miss out on the quarterback and maybe just draft a corner or something. Now, what if you were general manager John Lynch, so you were 49ers GM Aaron Crocker, what would you do? I would I would be trading up. And maybe that's the wrong thing to do. But I, I would be trading up to get a guy that I covet, that I really like, right? Like when Kyle Shanahan watches – Alabama versus Oklahoma next Monday. And if he's looking at it and he's like, who sure would like to have that Justin Fields. Or I say Alabama for Oklahoma, I mean Ohio State. Alabama versus Ohio State next Monday. And he's looking at it and he's like, I sure would like to have that Justin Fields. If that comes across your mind, then I would, hey, what do I have to do to move up that high? You might have to do something that Philadelphia did. You know, Philly was picking at 12. They went, they traded up from 12 to 8 and then from 8 to 2. You might have to do something like that, but, you know, you have to start kind of coming up with a plan to get that guy because just if it's just me, and even Philly, I tell you what, you know, people can say what they want about the way the whole win situation has gone down as of late, but they weren't wrong with the talent of Carson Wentz. That was somebody that in his second year 
was looking like he was going to be the league MVP. And even for the next two years after that, he had some health issues, but he was playing well. You know, had 20-something touchdown passes, seven interceptions. Another 20-something touchdowns, seven interceptions. And then this year, it just went to shits. I don't know what happened. But people are going to look at that. Well, look, they traded up. Every Look what happened to him. Like, I was a dude that was – they had, like, the best record in the NFL at, in the second year, and he was up for league MVP. So some some other stuff happened. It wasn't like this dude was just a complete bust. So I look at that, I, and I say, if it's somebody that you really like, I love, then you do what you got to do, whether it's do what they did and have do make two trades to move up to get a guy or what, but – that, that, that's what I would do. That's the approach I would take. But I'm really big on... Okay, and I know I'm kind of ranting on right now. When I was in the Arena Football League, one of the veterans told me, he said, Croc, dude, they're going to score anyways. You're playing it too safe. Like, it, it doesn't matter if you don't give up a catch or whatever if you're not helping us get takeaways. You have to take some chances. And I was like, man, all right, that makes sense. So I started taking some chances and reading quarterback down. Next thing you know, I have 11 interceptions. So now my kind of mindset has changed a little bit to where it's like you can play it safe and you can get the results you've been getting. Okay, we're good or we're middle of the road or whatever. Or I can swing for the fences and I can take some chances and I can strike and I can hit big. Because if you play it safe and do the things you've been doing, you're going to be out of a job eventually anyways. So you're better off doing something to where, okay, maybe I'm pushing my chips into the middle of the table, but I believe in this guy and I believe in this you know, process of what he can do for this team. So I want to get that player. Again, it doesn't always work out if you if you get draft somebody top five or whatever. I think somebody just tweeted me saying only Peyton Manning's like Peyton Manning's like the only quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Okay, that, that's great and all. But I tell you what, he, he Peyton Manning's the only top five quarterback. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, excuse me, are the only top five quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl. But I tell you what, there are a lot of top five quarterbacks that have you in contention to win Super Bowls, right? I mean, in recent years, we've seen it with Andrew Luck. They they lost in the AFC Championship. And he only, I mean, lost to fucking Tom Brady. Um, we've seen Cam Newton. He lost in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, we were... To he, Peyton Manning. Huh? To Peyton Manning. <laughs> to Peyton Manning, right? So, so, you know, I just look at it as, like, is this somebody that's going to, at the very least... Just put me in contention, in position to be good for a long time. And if so, I feel like you do what you have to do to get him. Because uh, we were talking about before, people talking about, oh, well, the offensive line and all this, that, and the other. My, my thing on that is, like, dude, I can I can address the offensive line anytime. I'm not always going to be in position to be able to trade up for a quarterback of this talent type of talent. right? And right now, the 49ers, if you don't go and get a guy that you really like, and you stick it out with Garoppolo, he might, it might work. But even then, and I guarantee it, all you guys, including me, were watching these other guys on Sundays saying, I wish I had a quarterback like that. So that's just kind of my thought process. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be a result in a Super Bowl win. You just hope it does. At the end well, of the day, the you figure is- out how to beat Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's going to be the boogeyman for everybody anyways. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you better right. have somebody that can match him. Like, and not saying that's the only way to win, but ideally, at some point, if, if it starts to come down to who what quarterback is going to be playing better, you you better have somebody that can go toe to toe with him. 
Because we saw what happens when you don't. We saw what happens. There's only right. so long you can hold a quarterback like that down. We saw what happens when you can't go toe-to-toe with him. Right. And, and make a lot of good points there. And it's just, to me, the, the biggest point you make is, no, you might not get a Patrick Mahomes. And the odds are really, really good that what you get is not going to be Patrick Mahomes. But are you going to take your shot or are you just going to sit there and hope it works out? You know, like, I just don't think anybody's really going to ever fault anybody for taking their shot. Like, has Jared Goff really worked out? He's had some games where he's been on fire. And he's had some games where he's looked pretty bad. And But does anybody fault the Rams for making that trade? I don't think so. Because when they made it, everybody was like, shit, man, they're, they're going to get Jared Goff. Like, damn, I don't blame him. You know, because Jared Goff was a very, very highly sought-after draft prospect. And the 49ers trade a lot to go up and get Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or, you know, wherever he falls in the in the draft prospect. Obviously, we have so much time before for all this to settle itself out, but maybe they, maybe they trade up a little bit for Trey Lance. Or maybe they draft, just straight-up draft Trey Lance. If it doesn't work out, no one, like, that's not what gets you fired. Taking a chance and, and going after a quarterback is not what gets you fired. Not doing shit and still, for lack of a better term, not doing shit and still fucking up is what gets you fired. Not not at least showing any sort of an initiative or an aggression. And aggression for all has not really been John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's problem. They've been pretty aggressive. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if there were. Now, the one thing that that I would say is there are so many scenarios that the 49ers can go with. There are so many scenarios, guys. They could realize that money's just too tight and Jimmy Garoppolo could be cut or traded before the draft. We don't know. They could hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo till after the draft. They select a quarterback and then Jimmy Garoppolo's traded probably for less because the the teams now know that they need they really need to trade him because they want to roll with their rookie and they, Jimmy Garoppolo's costing them $20-something million. Or the 49ers draft a rookie quarterback. They keep Jimmy Garoppolo. They let Jimmy Garoppolo play for him. Jimmy Garoppolo plays great and gives that rookie a season of experience behind Garoppolo. Or Jimmy Garoppolo plays like shit, and all of a sudden that rookie gets a chance to do his thing while getting to learn from everybody for a little bit of time. Yeah. Or the 49ers go with an edge rusher, a corner, an offensive lineman, and they roll with Jimmy Garoppolo again. He plays great. Cool. He plays bad. Shit. This is, you know, this is, I guess we're done with Garoppolo. And you're still in position to maybe target a quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo played bad or he got hurt. Kind of the same thing because, you know, you're moving on either way. <laughs> right. You know, and there's so many, there's like seven or eight different avenues right now that can all work for the 49ers. They can there's there's seven or eight different avenues right now that can all lead to success or 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 at least set them down the path that could still ultimately result in success. The one thing nobody listening, nothing none, what you shouldn't be doing is picking one single way the 49ers can go about this and just saying this is the only way it's gonna happen. And if they do don't do this, it's over. I'm done with this. I'm done with this team. I'm done with this team. You know, it's just have some fun with it. I mean, this shit's fun. Talking yeah. about the possibilities and what wondering which 
what, what do you think about like a, a, a like a Fitzpatrick coming in? Because that, that's another okay. So obviously we don't know how the draft is going to play out. We don't even know if the 49ers are going to be able to trade up. What would you think about okay, this is okay, you asked for my kind of what I would do. This is really my ideal situation. Signing a guy like Fitzpatrick that might cost you $10 million. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a high price quarterback when you don't really have a lot of money. But but you have Jimmy Garoppolo. You so I would go into OTAs with Fitzpatrick and Garoppolo. And really as Garoppolo as my starting quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But Fitzpatrick is insurance. Now, on draft day, if I'm able to trade up for the quarterback that I want, then right when I do that, boom, okay, I get on the phone and I start trying to move Garoppolo. And I try to get him off for a, a second or, you know, a third round pick or whatever, or even a fourth, whatever it's worth. But it still frees up 20 plus million dollars and whatnot. Um, that kind of gives me a little bit more leverage to be able to extend Fred Warner at that time and whatnot. But I have Fitzpatrick, who, you know, we kind of know what he is, right? Gunslinger, he might be good, whatever, I don't know. But he gives you a chance to win. And you got your rookie quarterback behind him. Like, what would you think about a situation like that? That's kind of more my more ideal situation. Now, if, if draft day comes and I'm not able to trade up, then at the you know worst case scenario, I have – Garoppolo and Fitzpatrick going into the season. And I feel a hell of a lot better if Garoppolo is somebody that goes down with an injury and Fitzpatrick has to come in. I feel more comfortable with that than Mullins or Beathard, you know? Right. And I, I don't know if the 49ers would be able to afford both Garoppolo and Fitzpatrick. You know, I, I don't know if, you know, that those two combined might get you, you know, $35 million. Maybe they could. I, I just don't know how this offseason is going to work out. But that's certainly something that they can give you. If the 49ers can find a way to give Garoppolo a quarterback competition, you know, if they could if they could bring in somebody behind him or they draft a guy really highly that you know, he knows he's in a competition, shit, maybe you get the the Aaron Rodgers effect. And not it's not like Aaron Rodgers was playing bad last year, okay? Because he wasn't. But you know, the four it, it's a little bit of a coincidence that the four the the Packers draft a quarterback in the in the first round essentially, and then Aaron Rodgers has one of his best seasons ever. Probably going to win MVP this year. Like, you know, if you can give Garoppolo some some competition, at least you might get the best out of Garoppolo, or you might get the best out of the other person in the competition and realize you don't need Garoppolo. Yeah, you know, there's just so many different options that all seem legit, and it's just like. No, don't. I'm I just don't be in a, in a in a hurry. Like I am looking forward to seeing all it plays out. And then my next point would be, everybody is so upset with the answer that that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch expect. They they say this for word. They expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be their starter this year. Everybody's all up in arms about that when they've already one. They've already said Kyle Shanahan has already said, if we can upgrade, we will. That's our. It's our job. If you asked somebody if they were going to upgrade over Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray, and even though Kyler Murray's had his struggles, but I'm trying to use reasonable examples, you're going to get laughed at. They're like, what the? No. This is our yeah, guy. Yeah, that conversation is not even happening. That thought it's process, even, that thought's You not get even laughed happening. out of the building. You're not even getting asked that question. Right. And 
the reason John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are saying we expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback this year is because they do. And they do expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback this year. But that does not mean that something else isn't going to come up. They have no idea how this offseason is going to unfold. They don't know what they're doing yet. They might lean one direction. They might be already leaning towards releasing Jimmy Garoppolo, leaning towards cutting Jimmy Garoppolo, leaning towards giving Garoppolo some hardcore competition this offseason, or leaning towards keeping him next season. But they have no idea what's going to go on this offseason, and they want to keep their cards to themselves. Yeah, oh, I think they do have an idea. I, I think you have to be just realistic about this situation. One, you can't go on there and say, yeah, we're we're looking to move right, on from right. Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we're, right. we're looking to we're looking to see if we can really move on from him. Like you can't you can't go up in there and say that and then have this guy have to come into OTAs <laughs> and put his best foot forward, right? You have to say the things that they're saying. And I'm not saying they're saying it just to say it because they have to say it. I'm just saying like you do have to say it though. Like you have to say that, whether they mean it or not. You can't go into this offseason and have Garoppolo feel like there's any doubt, right? Now, I guarantee you, if something comes about, if something lands on their lap and it's a good situation for them, they will move Garoppolo. They looked at Tom Brady last year, and ultimately they said they decided that, oh, you know, we're going to stick it out with Garoppolo and whatnot. But people were saying, like, well, it's Tom Brady, of course. No, no, no. Fucking Texans with Watson and all these other guys with these really good quarterbacks, they're not looking at Tom Brady. Even teams like the Lions with Matthew Stafford, they're not looking at Tom Brady. People that are content at quarterback were not looking at Brady. I bet you Brady had like a handful of teams that were really willing to offer him a contract. I'd say maybe five at the most. And the 49ers are one of those teams where not saying that they were going to offer him a contract, but they were interested to the point where, and people say, well, of course they thought about it. They didn't just think about it. They had to tell Garoppolo that they were interested. So people can, you know, whatever, however they want to take that. And these are things that I was kind of in denial about in the offseason. But when you have to tell Garoppolo about it, this is more than just a thought. Right? It's not just something where, like, oh, me and Kyle are talking, and man, it would be nice to get Tom Brady. Like, no, like, this is, there's some conversations going on that are legit. And that lets you know that, I mean, we're talking about a team that was coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. They were coming off of a Super Bowl appearance with, the, with, with Garoppolo and still had those type of conversations. Now he'd come off a year where he played five or six games or only finished like four games or whatever it was. It wasn't very many. And you think that these conversations aren't strongly being considered like of of moving on. They have to say that they are there. We're expecting him again. And they keep saying that they're not even saying like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'm looking at this different. I, I, I still don't feel like they're giving us a definite answer. I think they're saying what I would expect them to say. Like, no, that's our quarterback because he is. And right now there's no clear-cut way to upgrade. They don't know. People keep throwing out names. Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, all these guys. We don't even – we don't know if any of these guys are available. And they don't know right now either. Or maybe they have found out that they're not available. So if those guys aren't available, then what do you do? You have to keep Garoppolo. So, yeah, they expect Garoppolo to be the quarterback. I do too. 
like that's what I've said this whole time. I expect him to be the quarterback, but you better believe if if Lions uh, get a new head coach and GM, and that new GM calls John Lynch and those guys and say, "Hey, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a we'll take a second for Matthew Stafford, or maybe we'll take a first for Matthew Stafford." Fortnite is be like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> drop, <bro. laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Now they're not expecting it, so they're, they're not expecting that to happen. So they are expecting Garoppolo to be the quarterback. But if it were to happen, I, I don't, I don't. Like, Garoppolo's gone. <laughs> like, he's gone. Right, he's right. <laughs> you know the only, yeah, it, they, that's what I mean. It's like there's so many scenarios that could come that could present themselves to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. That they, I think there really is is a part of them that has no idea what's going to happen. They they might know, like Crocker said, that they want to they they would rather move on, but they're not just going to do it. The last thing the 49ers are going to do is just straight up cut Jimmy Garoppolo and have no solution. Right, bringing in a Brian Hoyer, like they are not well, doing that again. If they did that, they are going to move on from him. And again, there's no clear cut answer on how to replace. Garoppolo, like that would be stupid. Like if they did that, I'd say like, okay, maybe John Lynch really is an incompetent G- general manager, <laughs> you know right? Like, and, and, right. Well, and 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 obviously, I do believe it, he's not. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is not an elite quarterback. He might not even be a good quarterback. He might just be straight up average. We've seen kind of a, a, a both from him. We've seen very good and we've seen very bad, and you know that's why he kind of falls in the middle of the pack for us. But he can he's already shown he could take you to a Super Bowl along with what the 49ers have, and he might be able to win you one. So as, a, as, as an organization, the 49ers can't just kick Garoppolo to the curb and then be rolling out the best free agent that nobody wanted the next year. Like they, they can't do that. that. That is where you get into negligence and this is ridiculous. This is how you get fired. When you just straight up cut a quarterback because he's costing you a lot of money and you just hope that something works out, you know, that somebody cuts somebody great. That is something I don't see the 49ers doing. I don't see them just cutting Garoppolo and just hoping a situation falls into their laps that works out. I feel, I feel like they'll be a little bit smarter than that. But again, that still falls into the fact that there are just so many options that they can go with. There's so many options that could get presented to them that, and, and there's so many results that could happen by the time next season rolls around that it just, to me, to me, it's way more fun to sit here with, with my best friend Crocker and talk about all of these scenarios. than me just pick a scenario and be upset at all the other ones. Like, man, there's so much to talk about and there's so much to think about. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, one thing we are going to do is I will say this right now to you guys. There was a lot more that came out of those press conferences that is worth talking about. There are some things that Trent Williams said. There are some things that Kyle Juszczyk said. There are some things that Fred Warner said. There are uh, plenty of things, other things that came out of those press conferences that are worth talking about. I just feel like me and Crocker, we're kind of flowing with this quarterback talk right now. It's obviously something that's going to be talked about many times this offseason. But I feel like this, you know, having this conversation just kind of setting the scene for, you know, the a long offseason leading up to the draft was a good conversation to have. 
you know, to just kind of lay it all up there, out there, talk about all the options. But when we, uh, when we come back at you guys, what's today, Monday? Yeah, when we come back at you guys a little later this week, uh, we'll talk about some of the other uh, things that we're saying. Today's Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm falling behind. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, well, no, I know. Well, I just had spring break, and spring, usually when you have a break from school, it ends on Sunday, and then you go back to work on Monday. But we had Monday off, so I'm just tripping. Um, so it's Tuesday. We'll we'll be back on here later this week, probably Thursday, and we will have a conversation about everything else because there was some important stuff, some other stuff that was said in those press conferences that we need to talk. I just yeah. felt like sometimes me and Crocker get on a roll, and and we just got to go with it. And we today we talk quarterbacks, and the episode the name of this episode is going to be quarterbacks. And <laughs> I'm not even going to make an S. Yeah. I'm just going to. It's not even plural. Like, yeah, I do want to say you know. Because there are people that believe I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. I do like Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't think he's like anybody that can take your team over the top. I think he's with he he needs a team on the field like what 49ers had last year, which was a was the best football team in, in the NFL. He has to have that. I think anything less than that, it gets a little sketchy and it's not a 13 and 3 team. So I do like him. I think that there's value with him. I think that he's a solid starting quarterback, um, but I do know that he he leaves a little to be desired. So, and right. you can't you can't count on him to be healthy. I just can't count on it because in three years since he's been here, he's only been healthy for one of them. So, right, and all of that is reasonable. Like it, to me, it seems unreasonable to not like somebody like you can like sometimes people act like that. Like, I, you know, I, I really don't like this player. Like what, what did that person do to you? Like, okay. So they might not be playing that great. They might've struggled. They might've gotten hurt a couple times, but imagine being like, man, I hate Jason Verrett. That dude's hurt all the time. You know, like it's just not how the two, you can acknowledge that somebody might be injury prone or have injuries and then not have anything to do with not liking a guy. But Obviously, and Jimmy Garoppolo talked about himself. He knows that he has to improve his durability. He talked about this offseason he wanted to improve his accuracy. He wanted to improve his intermediate to deep throws. And he wanted to improve his durability more than anything. Now, I don't know what he can do to improve his durability. Maybe some some TB12, Tom Brady, flexibility type stuff. I don't know. But Jimmy Garoppolo knows he needs to be on the field. And if he gets to sniff the field again for the 49ers, he knows that it has to be for all 16 games, period. Or maybe 15. I don't know. Shit happens. But he knows that he's under a microscope as well. He's getting asked about it all the time. John Lynch is getting asked about it. Kyle Shanahan's getting asked about it. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting asked about it. He knows what is what his situation is. So if the 49ers maneuver themselves into a situation where they have to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo next year, he knows what he needs to be just as well as everybody else knows what he needs to be. I would be, I'd be willing to say so. Um, you got any, you got any closing thoughts on our quarterback pod? No, that's it, man. Okay. And I, and I think it was good. And I think you made some great points and you ain't, you ain't got to apologize when you go on a roll, man. That's good shit. Like if, if you've been talking for five minutes and you look up at the the podcast thing and, and all you see is your own voice wave, that just means you're on a roll. If you start to get ridiculous, I'll stop you. 
<laughs> you don't yeah. get ridiculous, man. You you make good points. So I'll be out here apologizing for for spitting facts. Um, but yeah. So just just to kind of make sure that that our listeners of Striking Gold are informed, because you guys know we always keep it real. Like we are always honest with you, with you guys. We never try and sugarcoat shit. We cuss more than we probably should. We we're we're real with you guys. You guys know that. Um, but during the off season, we are probably going to bring it down to two episodes a week. Um, now, obviously, you've had a whole season of four episodes a week, three at a minimum. So we're probably going to bring it down to two episodes a week, one to start your week, one to end your week type of deal. Um, and and if, if the 49ers give us something else to pod about and we need to jump on, then we'll jump on. And if that means three episodes that week, then we're cool with that. But I just don't want you guys to be sitting there. Let's say we, me and Crocker know we've kicked it into our two episodes a week mode and you're sitting there on uh, Wednesday morning or whatever it is, waiting for a pod to drop and, and it just never shows up. So um, just letting you know that's coming. We will be on here again later this week and we'll be talking some of the other things in that podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making Striking Gold what it is. Thank you for supporting us. Thank for all the funny comments online. You know, I say it all the time, probably to the point where you guys are getting annoyed, but I, I'm not going to stop. So we appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for thanks for listening to us. Um, but hey, you know what the deal is. For another evening, this is Striking Gold, and we are signing out. Peace out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.